Hello everyone, and welcome to TTT, 10-Minute Torah Tamima. I'm your host, Chaim Fruchter. Every week, I bring you some insights from Rav Baruch Halevi Epstein, who lived in the late 19th and early 20th century, and author of the work that he called Torah Tamima, which could be translated as Complete Torah. He called it that because he collected Gemaras about the Psukim and the Torah and placed them alongside the Psukim so one could get an appreciation of the Torah Shabbat Peh, the Oral Law, while learning the Torah Shabbat Sav, the Written. This week, Parshas Va'era, we begin with Perak Vav, Pasuk Vav and Zayin, 6, 6, and 6, 7. L'chein and Moral Yisrael, therefore say to the Bnei Yisrael, Ani Hashem, I am God, and I will take you out from under the burdens of Egypt, and I will save you from their slavery, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and great judgments, and then Pasuk 7, and I will bring you to me, I will take you to me for a nation, for a people, and I will be your God. On this, the Torah Tamima brings the Gemara from the Talmud Yerushalmi, Psachim, Perak Yud, Halacha Aleph, 10.1. The Gemara there is asking the source for the practice of drinking four cups of wine at the Seder. Ready for talking about Pesach? Well, there, several opinions are presented, and he brings the first of these. Minayin la'arba kosos. Where do we get this idea of four cups? Rabbi Yochanan Meshem Rav Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rav Benoya, Keneged, Arba Geulos, corresponding to the four redemptions. Motzei Si, and I take you out. Yitzalti, and I will save you. Vigualti, and I will redeem you. Vilakachti, and I will take you. This Gemara will be familiar to many of you, that the four cups of wine of the Seder are based on the four expressions of redemption here. But the Torah Tamima is quick to point out that the way this idea is presented in the Mepharshim, Poskim, and the books of Agadah slightly differs from the Gemara in what the Torah Tamima feels is an important way. When this halacha is brought down, in other places, it says the four cups are based on the four lishonos of geula, expressions of redemption, which is probably what most of you, and myself included, were taught. But if you look in the Gemara he just quoted, it does not say the cups are corresponding to four expressions of geula, but four geulos, four redemptions. And the Torah Tmima says it makes a lot of sense, since if we say it's about four expressions of redemption, then it doesn't make sense to institute four cups of wine, the drinking of which are expressions of thanks and praise, if there was just one redemption, but said in four different ways. He says, you can express it in ten different ways, and it would still only be worthy of one cup of wine if we're only commemorating that one redemption. So, he says that in the redemptive process of the Exodus from Egypt, there were actually separate redemptions, or at least steps of redemption, each of which would be worthy to commemorate with a cup of wine. One, I will take you from under the toil of Egypt. That refers to lightening the burdens of slavery. Then two, I will release you from slavery. That means complete release from slavery. And three, I will redeem you from there. That means complete you taking you out. And finally, and I will take you for myself as a nation. Hence, we have four separate processes each of which is commemorated by a separate cup of wine at the Seder. And now we continue on Pasuk Zion, which reads, I will take you to myself as a people, 
and I will be to you for a God, and you will know that I am God that took you out from under the burdens, uh, from under the burdens of Egypt. On this, the Torah Tamima brings the Gemara from Brachos, Dahav Lamed Ches Amar Aleph, 38a, which will discuss the meaning and connotation of the word Hamotzi, which I just translated as, who took you out? But the Gemara says, not so fast. It might not be a past tense word. The Gemara says, Sha'ala Pasu Omer Hamotzi, etc. So when we, on the Bracha for bread, we say Hamotzi Lechem in Arts, which we generally translate as the one who takes out took or took out the bread from the ground. Tanarabanan, the rabbis learned, Mawamer Hamotzi Lachamina Aretz. What does it mean when it says one who brings forth or brought forth bread from the ground, Hamotzi Lachamina Aretz? Rabbi Nechemyomer, no, we should say Motzi Lachamina Aretz. We should say Motzi, not Hamotzi. Amarava, Rava says, but Motzi Kuliama Lopligi to Apik Mashma. The word Motzi Everyone agrees is a past tense. Dirsiv, keo motziyam imitzrayim. It says in the Pasuk, God who took them, motziyam, out of Egypt. Kipligi, when do they argue? Behamotzi, with the word hamotzi. Rabbanan savri, hamotzi de apik mashma. Rabbanan hold that hamotzi means past tense. Dirsiv, hamotzi lecha mayim mitzurah chalamish. He took the water from a flint rock. Rabbi Nechem yisavar hamotzi, Demapik mashman. Arvichenia says no. Hamotzi means a present tense, as it says here, or future. Hamotzi atchem mitachas siflos mitzrayim. I am in the process of taking you out from the burdens of Egypt. And, and then the Gemara continues in the rabbis. How do they answer this uh, claim that hamotzi is a present and not a past tense? This is what God was telling the Jews. They say that Hashem is telling the people as follows. When I bring you forth, I will perform something that you will know that I am the one who brought you out of Egypt. As it says here, the Hamotzi Eschem. And so we can say that in this Pasuk too, Hamotzi refers to the past, even though it can also have the sense of present and the future. So when the Pasuk says, Hamotzi eschem me'eretz mitzrayim, it means you will eventually know that I was the one who took you out, past tense. On this, the Torah Tzmima asks, the bracha of Hamotzi lechem definitely refers to the past that Hashem is the one who brought this bread from the ground and we are thanking him for giving us this bread. But if motzi def- definitely means past, and hamotzi only maybe means past, as the Gemara was arguing about, because could also could be in present and or future, why don't we say in our bracha, motzi lechamina aretz, rather than hamotzi? And he says that the Talmud Yerushalmi answers this question, saying that the reason we go with hamotzi is because if we said only motzi, then we would have two mems together in the bracha. Bracha Tashem, Elkinim motzi lechem mina aretz. It would be read as one word, haolam motzi, unless we took care to separate the words haolam and motzi. That's why we go with hamotzi. Of course, then he, then he says, you could ask, what about lechem mina aretz? Isn't that two mems also? We have the same, same problem. We would have to separate lechem min haaretz. He says, yes, that is a problem, but there's no way around that, so we keep that in the bracha. Finally, we go to Perek Chafav, Pasuk Chafav, 
in Chav Sayin, 6, 26, and 27. Pasuk says, Hu Aharon Moshe, Asher Amar Hashem Lahem, Utsios B'nei Yisrael Mieres Mitzrayim, Al-Tzivosam. This is Aharon Moshe, to whom Hashem had said, Bring the B'nei Yisrael out of the land of Egypt with their multitudes. Followed by, Haim Hamadabrim El Paro Melech Mitzrayim, they are the ones who spoke to Paro, the king of Egypt, Lotzias B'nei Yisrael Mitzrayim, to bring out the B'nei Yisrael from Egypt, Hu Moshe V'Aharon. That is Moshe and Aharon. So we have in, in both Psukim, it says, Hu Aaron Moshe, that is Aaron Moshe, and the other, other one says, Hu Moshe vi Aaron, that is Moshe and Aaron. So we have the, the order switched. On this, the Torah Tamima brings a Tosefta at the end of Chrysos, which says, makti Moshe li Aaron, echad hu omer hu Aaron u Moshe, melamed shekulim. In every place where Moshe and Aaron are mentioned together, Moshe is placed before Aharon, but in one place here, Aharon precedes Moshe, and this teaches us that they were equals. On this, the Torah Tamima says, Really? Moshe and Aharon were equals? Actually, the Torah Tamima didn't use the word really. I did. Anyway, Torah Tamima says, How can you say that? Moshe went up to Harsinai and got the Torah. He learned it with Hashem for 40 days and 40 nights. And the Torah tells us he was the most humble of all people, which would, have, of course, include Aharon. And the Torah also tells us there was no prophet that was of the caliber of Moshe. So how can we say that Aharon was his equal? So Torah Tamima points out that there were two tasks involved in the Exodus, bringing the people out with which Moshe was tasked and speaking slash negotiating with Paro with which Aharon was tasked. If you look at these two psukim, the first one, Hu Aharon Moshe, where Asher Amar Hashem Mitzrayim, where Aaron precedes Moshe, and that talks about bringing the people out, yet places Aaron before Moshe, and the next pasuk, Heim Hamadabrim Al Paro Melech Mitzrayim, they were the ones who spoke to Paro, and it says Hu Moshe vi Aaron places Moshe before Aaron, but that's backwards. Moshe was the prime mover for bringing the people out, and Aaron was the spokesman. So he says that's what it means when it says they were equals. Not equals in general, but when it came to the process of taking the people out of Egypt, each was worthy of doing each of the two roles, but Hashem just set it up that Moshe would take them out, and Aaron would be the spokesperson. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and found it meaningful, and I look forward to getting together with you on the next episode of TTT, 10-Minute Torah to me.